but I, I don't know why we we're so nervous about this. You want me to start? Oh, it's already started. Oh, good, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. I don't, even know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if it is an afternoon. It could be a morning. G'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beyond the Noise. I am Nathan, and this is my good friend, Roy. G'day, guys. Thanks for joining. So this is something we've been planning um, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I feel as of late, we've been laughing so much uh, in our WhatsApp conversation and just in general that uh, it was absolutely necessary that we brought this to to the podcast hopefully we can share that joy and that laughter with everyone else so basically we just wanted to publicize our most vulnerable <laughs> and private moments together basically yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's you, bit... you tell us tell us about the the journey up until now i, I just want to be famous <laughs> listen i'd like this to tell you guys he's joking but he's, he's being dead serious but he wants to be famous especially in tennessee especially i'm a big fan of uh, <laughs> the bible bell in america and hopefully they'll be listening to me and i'll be the next bench bureau jordan <laughs> peterson or kylie minogo i'm not sure who they listen to down there but it's very exciting times just to make a billboard would be good oh i could i imagine us on a billboard oh well let's uh into the breach let's get into that what, the, what into the breach <laughs> beyond the noise <laughs> the noise. see i don't even remember the name tell us a bit about that well i mean we've struggled with the name for a few weeks now and we tried to involve our friends and try and come up with something and we ended up with beyond the noise mm. and uh, i think it's a significant name mm, there was a bit of a bit of conversation we involved quite a few people in this uh, discernment if you will for lack of a better word i suppose before we explain exactly how the name came from why don't we talk kind of about what this podcast will be about and uh, and what's the nature of it if i may great idea i reckon we should do exactly what you just said in, mm. those, in that order oh well i love order <laughs> as opposed to chaos um yeah so i mean you, you've summarized it quite well yeah the other day i asked someone if they'd listen to our podcast and she said well it depends what's it about and i said it's about truth and funny and she said truth and funny and i said yeah truth and funny I think that really touches on the heart of what we want to talk about. There are some really, really important messages that we, we've experienced or that we can see and we would like to share. And at the same time, life is meant to be... Uh, enjoyed. Enjoyed. And hilarious. Absolutely. absolutely. And um, you mentioned earlier before we started that our conversations lately have been getting funnier and funnier. Uh, mostly because my lack of inhibitions and <laughs> desire to insult everyone I see, but yeah. in a constructive way. In a constructive in a, way. In a constructive yeah. and genuine insulting way. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of insight into why we decided to do the podcast. So Nathan and I, throughout our weeks, we have the the biggest laughs, uh, which is a colloquial term, the biggest laughs uh, through, yeah, throughout our week. So it can be on WhatsApp, it can be in person, or it can be uh, walking through the aisles of, of Woolworths or Kmart. But we, we just find ourselves always in stitches, always, always laughing. And it's always for the most simple things. Mm. And uh, sometimes we stop and we ask, but why is that funny? And it's that very question um, that Beyond the Noise is about. Unraveling why something is funny. You discover truths about people. You discover truths about humanity, about the world. And that's what this is, uh, what this is about. Just finding um, the truth in the funny and you know, sucking the meaning out of mm -hmm. it. And really you know, unraveling it and figuring out, wow. And you know, often it's like they're very, very simple truths. Mm. Like it'll be like, why would we do that? Oh, maybe oh, I just crave attention. <laughs> we well, laugh and then yeah. move on. <laughs> or subconscious anger at your father. <laughs> so, so we often, yeah, like we could be walking in an aisle and then we can see some, some sort of tag on, on some sort of uh, item and we'd say, well, why would they write something like that? And then, you know, Nathan would say, perhaps, they, uh, perhaps they're desperate for attention. Like we just laugh at yeah, this, yeah. the funniest things and it's that, that kind of interaction that we really wanted to share. Mm. And I guess... How does that relate to our, to, our, uh, to our title? 
Well, beyond the noise, um, we should explain the name, you're right. Uh, basically, in the world that we live in, there's a shitload of noise in the form of the chaos, the busyness, the social media, just how many people there are. Basically, every, every, everything that kind of makes it hard to actually listen to what people are saying, to, to, to the language of their hearts, to what's actually happening in the world. And that's what Beyond the Noise is about, the truth of the funny and taking the meaning out of everyday situations for, for a laugh. Mm-hmm. But... um. Don't fact check me on this, but I remember reading something a few months ago that said that humans, they are the only species that have like the, the ability to to laugh at irony. So irony for something should be a certain way, but it's completely the other, the other like way. Like Ian Thorpe drowning is ironic. Yeah, that's pretty ironic. Yeah, exactly. And we seem to be uh, observing that very well lately. And we've been just dying of laughter at that. Just observing ironies everywhere we walk, we just think, wow, that's very ironic. And that's... You know, Usually, the sense of why we laugh. I think you're right because I've never sh- I've never seen my dog laugh, <laughs> and it pisses me off because I'm pretty freaking funny. And like, I say a joke, and she just looks at me. And sometimes I feel she just uses me for food. But yeah. uh, anyway, we can un- delve that. We can unwrap that in a different yeah. um, episode. Bro, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, our experiences at Jordan Peterson. We obviously went to his show last Friday night. We absolutely adore Jordan Peterson. We are big, big fans. We feel that he's very, very impactful and powerful. But anyway, um, so you gave me a call at what, like four or five o'clock and said, look, we've got last minute tickets, join us. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I better start by asking you, what were you expecting? Um, I was expecting uh, him to be engaging and uh, a bit funny and insightful. And I just wanted to be kind of enthralled for the whole one to two hour session. Right. But that's not how I felt. That's not how he felt. All right. So, so, um, so to be honest, I felt the exact same thing. Um, I, I thought he was just going to hammer us with how to be happy and how to fight depression. And, and we, were, we were going to leave fucking doing cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, um, but all right. So, as, as the show's unfolding, um, you and I are sitting there and we start to realize that um, it's not quite what we thought of it. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Um, to be honest, I got a bit frustrated because... Listen, I want to preface this. Is it preface or preface? No clue. I'm not good at angling. I want to preface this by saying, uh, Jordan Peterson, if you're listening, Dr. Jordan Peterson, uh, we love you a lot. A lot. Um, I have a picture of you saved on my computer. (laughs) I was going to say, you don't have anywhere. Well, I mean, I don't like blue blue tack on the walls. It it rips the plaster and that shit's expensive to fix. Anyway, so I, I didn't enjoy the format and the delivery of Jordan's lecture. And the reason why is he's extremely intelligent. Very, very. Um, and if you leave an intelligent man to just digest his thoughts on stage, um, it's basically a long ramble. Um, there was a lot of people there and they were all like, oh, this is so deep. And they were all metaphorically hitting their nirvanas. And I'm just like, not a single one of you know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it's fathomable because he just he, he he thinks too deep and every sentence he introduces he has to explain something w- within it so he'll be like um, yeah so uh, in life uh, kids should learn how to play uh, and then he'll be like but what is play and then he'll spend 14 minutes explaining play and I'm like who the hell doesn't know what play is just move on get to the point yeah, and everyone's just enthralled and deep so I've come to a few conclusions um, and I hope they're politically correct but uh, he's either has some sort of 
autism because no one can be that intelligent and digest ideas that quickly and vividly. Um, uh, he's either very arrogant to suggest, hey, I'm smart and you guys are dumb and you have to listen to me, or he just lacks emotional awareness and social awareness to to because surely he must recognize we don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I hear, I hear. Look, I had exact same experience. Um, so at one point uh, throughout the throughout the show, I actually leaned over to Nathan and I said, "Bro, did he just describe love like a car engine?" And we both died of laughter. Um, so so it was yeah. At some point, maybe fifteen or twenty minutes in, where I just sort of I, I questioned myself and looked at Nathan. And I said, "Bro, what is he talking about?" And Nathan said, "Bro, I have no idea." Um, and, and that was pre- pretty consistent throughout the show. There were some very deep messages. Don't get us wrong. And there were some things where we were like, "Wow, that was." That was insane. That was very deep. I took a lot out of that. But for the most part, we felt that the words he were using were inaccessible, mm. right, to the common man. Um, like revelatory. <laughs> like I had no idea. Like it took me like five minutes to process what that meant. Yeah, I had to break it down and say revelatory, re- revelation. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the adjective for revelation is um, revelatory. And yeah, just going, going off those tangents so much. But <laughs> you know what? The, the, look, as we said, the experience was was was. Yeah, sure, mediocre in terms of his content, but watching him live was... Uh, yeah, it's like an artist. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's incredible. Brilliant. <laughs> um, let's dodge your, your diagnosis of Jordan Peterson and any of his mental conditions you claim he has, just because we have a little bit of self-respect and we, we don't want to say things like yeah, that. Yeah, we were, Okay, fine. I'll, I guess we can maintain that. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's move on. Um, yeah, I guess I want to share with the listeners and with you just a bit about my day so they can get to know us. I'd love to hear it. I went to work today for the first time in the city. Ooh. Well, in, in many years because COVID and laziness and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, didn't care for it. <laughs> there, yeah. there was people and uh, train tickets and coffee that I had to pay for. And that's not something I'm accustomed to in the burbs. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. Um, anyway, halfway through the day, I needed to go to the post office and to bed, bath and table to send a package and buy a towel mm. uh, to bake bread with. Um, and I was in the elevator on my way to the post office and I saw a colleague I hadn't seen in a while. Mm. Uh, you know, I said, first, what do you say to someone when you first see them? How are you, right? Uh, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like let's call him Steve. <laughs> that, that was actually his name. I didn't try too hard to hide it. I'm like, Steve, how are you going, bro? How are you? What would you respond if I asked you how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah. Uh, he said busy. <laughs> and I'm just thinking... Not what I asked. That's not what I asked. When the hell did I ask about your, your status of work, your, how busy you are? And I noticed, and then I, I reflected on it and I'm like, that's hilarious. People often say this. Like, yeah. it's extremely, extremely common. Yeah, it is. Hey. You know what's funny? I often answer like that. So you're a culprit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think sometimes I, I do it just uh, so, so it doesn't get too deep. It's just like, yeah, you know, busy. Ah, so, he's trying, so, so he, he has in, problems with intimacy. <laughs> He just he's deflecting from the real situation and he's probably actually going through some deep shit what's that or what what do you think I, th- I think he's trying to show off because he's seen that I don't do much and he's like I'm busy and I'm like oh okay Steve you go and succeed and get promoted and all get that busy. stuff and do you remain busy oh, you so busy funny. bee anyway um, and then he and then he thought he'd ask me a question and it's the most benign question of the um, silly season as Kmart calls it yeah it's like, got any Christmas plans? And it intrigues me when people ask that because as a, as a Christian, um, my Christ, my plans are to stay home and go to church. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we, we never really have Christmas plans. We just stay home and go to church. 
And then he goes, um, oh, that's a generalization, don't you think? And I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, let's define generalization. <laughs> because people always accuse me of generalizing because mm. I make lots of strong statements. You do I'm very a, much. Yeah. I'm a strong character. You are. And I always get offended when they say, why are you generalizing? Because mm. by definition, a generalization is something that applies to the general public because yeah, he, he goes to me but not everyone does that I'm like yeah I know not everybody does that <laughs> but general people but general people of the Christian flavor of the Christian persuasion of the Christian ethnic situation um, do do that so yeah generalization that's so funny bro anyway that was enough of Steve and his 30 seconds in the elevator mm. um, I went to I got to the post office uh, I had to buy insurance because I was shipping an iPhone mm. Um, and they asked me my date of birth. Okay, but I have about 50 questions as to why you need to ship an iPhone. But anyway, continue. Well, Facebook market, and let's leave it at that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can sell anything, bro, except sheep. But apparently, they don't allow livestock. It's <laughs> absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the gum tree is where you sell sheep. <laughs> but um, he asked me for a date of birth. and uh, His name is also Steve, weirdly enough. Okay. Um, and I said 89. And he's like, oh, 1989? <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, 17, 17, 89. I was, I was actually born in a French Revolution, Steve. So I, I just questioned his presence or mathematical ability. Because, yeah, he's just trying to be yeah, maybe, At the minimum, he thought I was 133 years old. But anyway, yeah. um, I'll finish up my story. But basically, uh, after the post office, I went to Bed Bath & Table, which is where I bought my Christmas baubles. Sounds but, expensive, yeah. Well, yeah, you know me. <laughs> great wealth yeah. your um, father's your yeah father's my, my father's land <laughs> um, so I went to buy a towel and the chick was like can I help you sir and I always when they ask me that kind of I'm, I'm really emotionally needy mm. so I, I always take it as a real offer so she's like can I help you sir and I'm like like do you mean it like psychologically because I've been going through a bit of angst <laughs> and um, and she's like no, no, can I help you pick out a towel? This is Bed Bath & Beyond, not fucking... I'm like, just go beyond the call of duty, Cynthia. Like, help out a, help out a, a brother. Well, can I just stop you for a sec? Why is it so condescending when we say someone's name like that? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a great question. Why is it condescending? Cynthia. Cynthia yeah, I suppose... I don't know. Well, I mean, you're, you're, I, whenever we kind of hit these, uh, let's call them walls or impasses I always ask you because you're the kind of deeper one I can't to be honest I think it's just it's uh, it's so professional and formal and usually only we had a mate I mate Daniel said that the other day um, we touched upon it he said something like uh, because you only use it in a serious tone it's uh, it implies that yeah you're going I guess it implies that there's something wrong or they're doing something wrong because it's patronising yeah it is it's patronising absolutely but in the best way. But, I don't know. I don't exactly know why, but it's very funny. <laughs> just call someone by their name. And sometimes when I'm marking the role, I'll say like, I'll just, I'll, I'll use fake names because I'm, I'm a... Mark, marking the role, what does that mean? Uh, so I'm a casual teacher. Oh, casual teacher. Yeah, so because I'm, you lack commitment? Yeah. Or... <laughs> yeah, so I just casually walk through the playground. But anyway, so... Com- commitment's big for me, but let's yeah, circle back to that after your story. So sometimes I mark the role and I'll, I only say their first names, but sometimes I'll just say the full name. Yeah. And, and that one kid look at me and say, why did you say my full name? I said, well, what's the big, what's the big deal? What's the issue? Yeah, because you, you did nothing wrong. <laughs> so it's not as if they can accuse you of something. Yeah, something. but they start to go crazy and berserk in a joking way. Well, sir, why are you saying our name, our full name and not anyone else's? But anyway, 
I, I digress a little bit. I'd like for you to, to circle back to, to commitment. You, you mentioned that earlier. It's something you feel very passionate about. I know that you feel very passionate about well, it. Let's, let's not get, get ahead of ourselves. But um, <laughs> it just reminded me of a story at uh, Woolworths. And, you know, you've mentioned we love our Woolworths stories. But um, we were there last week and uh, favorites were on sale. Mm. And we were with a friend uh, in the interest of anonymity. Let's call him Schmanthony. <laughs> You're so anonymous. Okay, <laughs> Um, and Schmanthony came with a box of favorites and he's like, can, can you buy me this box of favorites? And, um, in front of the Woolworths staff and the people at the, uh, the robot cashiers, I said, uh, I screamed, no, I will not buy you favorites. Um, favorites are the brothel of the chocolate worlds because, uh, chocolate world, because they lack commitment. You know, you want to, you want to try a bit of this and you want to try a bit of that. And there's a leftover Turkish delight that nobody ever wants. And, you know, I'm like, Schmanthony, you go back to the chocolate aisle, you pick a bag of a single chocolate and you commit to it and you have a long journey of sweetness and delight <laughs> with that monogamous piece of chocolate. Piece of chocolate. So yeah. I was actually there. That was that was uh, one of the funnier encounters with Nathan. The staff were, were cracking up there. That young lady was in stitches. Um, but you, bro, you always leave us in a position to ask, where do you come up with this stuff? I must say. Divine inspiration. Right? Divine inspiration. It's, it's from the spirit. Manifested in the form of a box of chocolates. Well, it can, anything can trigger it. <laughs> you are great. That was, that was hilarious. And you know what? Very deep. Very deep. Thank you. Um, we, we, we were recapping some of our days. I don't, I don't have too, much, too many great stories to share, except uh, the school I'm working at at the moment, that we have this vending machine. Mm. And I feel the first time I ordered from this vending machine, I was uh, grabbing a can of drink. I realized... And recognize that this, uh, the vending machine has some of the deepest forms of communication and the most effective communication that I've ever seen. Wow. What do I mean by that? I, I remember walking up to it and I, I scanned my card. Yeah. And, um, and then the, the machine... postcard? My, sure, yeah. And then the, the um, vending machine says, please select your desired product. Whoa. And I thought, wow, that was, that's pretty deep, my desired product. Like it's asking for my desires. And then it says, after I, scared, after I ch- chose it, uh, please wait a moment while we collect your product. And I just thought, I wish everyone was that clear in their communication. Yeah, because the, the, the machine has taken it up its level. It's not just about sustenance and about your needs. <laughs> it's not about select, you know, the sustenance that will get you through the day. Your desired <laughs> sustenance. It's really delving into the, uh, like, the spirit <laughs> the of your... The human condition. The human condition and the spirit of your um, being. Yeah, I felt very understood that day, I must say. And all it took was a vending machine. <laughs> I, well, I mean, that's amazing. You know, yeah. we, we always thought robots would take over, but yeah. I didn't think that would fill us in the form of snacks. No, <laughs> the form of a caffeinated beverage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I suppose we'll, we'll start to wrap it up. Um, we don't want to go too long on our, on our first session, but well, we hope you've, you, you guys have gotten to know us. We, we've enjoyed this. To be honest, um, Roy, I feel we should admit that this was our second take. Mm. Um, we actually recorded it a few days ago and our friends told us that we were shit. Well, yeah, I guess we were really trying to figure out the solution, how we were going to... Basically, we lived in a, in a realm of, of winning people's approval and acceptance, but I feel this was very raw today. It was just our conversation like we have every other day. Yeah. They said we were trying to be too deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, yeah, yeah, no, no, they're good, they're good. I was going to insult them, but then I realized they're probably listening and supporting us. <laughs> they are. We're very thankful for you guys. Thank you for... For the feedback and for the criticism. Pay attention. Look beyond the noise. And um, yeah. Keep an eye out for those vending machines. You know, 
a lady married the Eiffel Tower once. That could happen. Really? With the vending machine these days. What's so special about Eiffel Towers? I see them I all know, over the and and uh, the highway anyway. I mean, sure, they're probably Toshio communication. Yeah, I was going to say, bro, the, the TV antennas. <laughs> they look pretty similar. I don't know. 